Welcome back to Who That Two for Two. I'm your host Teme here on the Southern Podcast Network. This is episode 36. I'm keeping up with the numbers now. I know I started saying 30 something. Shout out to our sponsor, Alive, the Bigger Better Network. And today we have a queen, a queen we've been trying to catch up with for some time. Mostly my fault. Mostly her being too busy doing queenly things. <laughs> Chantelle O'Brien, Miss Bahamas Universe 2021. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Timmy? Good, good, good to catch up with you. So I said, jump right into it. Top 10, top 10, top 10. The first to ever do it. You know? Yeah, it's that's been, it's me. Been mo- it's been months now. Does it still feel like surreal or it's more so like just me, like it's whatever now? I think it still feels surreal. Um, every day I'm just like, dang, that really happened. And I think because I wish I could relive the moment like mm-hmm. over and over and over like, and like, over like Just bottle, bottle that energy and just... Yeah, <laughs> just like snapshot then just put that in my back pocket. But I'm super grateful because even though after a few months, well, good much months, we're going halfway into the year now, I just still feel just as, you know, just as elated, just as grateful, just as humble. That's good. That's good. So take us back to this modeling journey. Like, when did, you, when did you know that this is something you want to pursue, like to, to model? Well, you know what? I don't know if I ever really considered myself to be like this full-fledged model, only because I got into pageantry and I fell in love with it. And so when people think, okay, so what's the difference between pageantry and modeling? It's just that, you know, obviously modeling, you are doing different shoots, you're doing different runway shows, all of this, all of that. But with pageantry, you are now at this point where you're building a platform. My platform is youth development. So a lot of what I do has to do with um, children, young kids, youth overall, as well as working with different organizations and having my own um, nonprofit, which is the Leading Ladies Project. And so I found that pageantry just helped me to be able to learn so much more about myself when it came to interviewing and being able to stand in front of, you know, hundreds, thousands, you know, millions of people and just be able to be myself and be comfortable and confident. So um, 2013 was when I got into pageantry. And ever since then, it's just been kind of like, History told Basically, so nine years, you're a veteran, you're about to be 10 years, a decade next year. Does it, yeah. feel, like, does it feel like a decade? Do you feel like you've been, has it been a, a long, or it feels like it's going by fast? I feel like it's going by really fast. And I say that because it's just like, wow, I literally just decided to enter a competition. I decided to enter, enter the pageant really because of my platform, which is youth development. Mm-hmm. And it was for the, the actual miss. Bahamas Universe title. I wanted to go to Miss Universe in 2013 and I didn't win. So it's just kind of like a, well, wow. <laughs> so time is flying by and I mm-hmm. think that what makes it even more fulfilling is for the mere fact that I've been using it not just to build myself up, but I've just been using the opportunity to pour into other people, those who are interested in pageantry or just inter- interested in personal development overall, just be able to pour what I know into them. And this, this isn't your first time because I, I, I met you, I think it had to in 2015 with, at Miss Bahamas. And mm-hmm. I think, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I think you came second first, then you won again. Or let me know if, I, if I'm wrong. What was your Miss Bahamas journey? Like your Miss World Bahamas, sorry. Sure. So uh, people normally think, well, they think that I did three times for Miss World Bahamas, but I actually competed for Miss Universe Bahamas first. Right. And I didn't win that one. I placed first runner up, which is basically second for those who don't do pageant talk. Right. And then the following year, I decided to go into the Miss World Bahamas system. And that year I placed second runner up, which is third for (laughs) those who do not do pageant talk. And then the following year, 2015 is when I won the Miss World Bahamas title. And from then, 
third time's a charm. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, but second, second, second time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so years just kind of went by. To be honest with you, just me building myself as an individual, as a brand, as a coach, and then just all the way around, just deciding to re-enter for the initial pageant that I had, you know, sought out for. Oh, what did that you do that I mean? Because I find some people might have been like just satisfied, like okay, I won Miss World, you know, I could, I could right off into the sunset. Like, what what made you think of putting go back, especially the time where you know COVID pandemic, these type of things were in, in a different different way. What made you go back and you know, I guess as you say, circle the block. Definitely, I mean, I was very good at where I was at. You know, after winning Miss World Bahamas, I was like, okay, cool. So now I could just focus on you know, everything other, every other thing that I have on my list to do. And so last year, early last year, when I decided that I wanted to do it, it was really, I was mad because I was like, I mean, everybody already see me compete. Like, you know, we don't have that culture where competing is normal. Like in the US and around the world, competing is like, you were competing as a sport, you know, people right, right. see it as an actual sport, but here it's just like, oh, you were doing a pageant again. And, you don't, you don't and, get yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I really hope that we can get past that. I wish, I really hope that young women, especially if you feel like this is something that you want to do and you think it's a way for you to become more refined or whatever else you think that you can offer the, the industry, definitely compete again. It's a sport, you know, like we work really hard to be on stage. A lot of people can't do what we do. We get criticized a lot, but a lot of people can't do what we do. Talk, talk it, talk it, talk it now. <laughs> you want to just wake up one day and do this? You want you just start walking nine years and you, you can't do what I do. I love to hear that, you know, that, that confidence, you know? Um, before I ask you this question, and, and I, I let you think, and then while I started my sponsor, I just want to know, as me as a, you know, as I observe, what are the main differences between world and universe? So you can think of that while I go, shout out my sponsor, Alive, who have this promotion going on BYOD, bring your own device. So if you buy a phone, you know, or you with them other people, or you buy food from the state, or from a store, come on down to Alive. If you prepaid or postpaid, you will get cash back. You will get savings on your plan. So, you know, we all like to save money, you know, we, we, you know, I'm balling, I ain't balling yet, you know, so we'd like to save money when we purchase our phone. <laughs> So come over to the bigger but better network alive you know we are game changers so yeah hit me with the um world and universe because all i i think well i think you know, i think there's an age difference but other than that i don't really know really the, the main the big differences it's not even a major age difference either i think it's still like i think between 28 29 or something like that 27 to 29 around there um i think it's the cutoff but the difference really just comes down to i feel who is more aware of it. So I feel like Miss World has always been a little bit more Eurocentric. A lot of people, a lot of Europeans know about um, Miss World, and so they're big fans of it. And then obviously on the, net, on the other side, Miss Universe, I think is a little bit more Americanized. A lot of people know about it from that end. Um, but I think it really comes down to what the messaging behind it and the branding has been between Miss World and Miss Universe. Miss Universe has evolved greatly because Miss World is known for, you know, that platform pushing um, pageant. So they have beauty with a purpose and they want to see what it is that you're doing in your community. And they don't want to see you just, you know, do um, a beach cleanup like they want to see like what is it that you're actually doing that's impacting your community that's impacting your country and so that's really what they built their brand about so they didn't really care too much about you know swimsuit and things like that though they did re reintroduce it last year they didn't really care about a lot of those things they just cared about your beauty with purpose now miss universe was a little bit more on the glamour side um 
Trump era, right? It was more on the glamour side. A lot of people felt like we didn't really know what these women really had going on for themselves. But then when um, IMG took over and it had like a whole new rebranding, you started to learn so much more about different women from around the world and all of the hard work that they were doing. So you see engineers, astronauts, doctors, oh, lawyers, that's, that's coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, it, it just got mixed up. And so now you see a lot about, okay, what is it that you're truly passionate about with the glamour? So there's a difference, but the difference isn't that big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk to me about what is like the go-to, this, you know, this experience, this training, the actual project in the pandemic? <laughs> uh, duh, 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 duh. in terms of being a contestant is that what you yeah. mean yeah 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 so 2020 just was not a good year so going into 2021 is kind of like a shift in perspective but knowing that I had to be safe everything like that I guess training during a pandemic wasn't the hardest thing I mean being a coach myself and then at the same time still being able to interact with the different people on my team was still a good thing mask all that good stuff had the air vaccinated for miss universe and so even if i didn't plan on being vaccinated i had to be vaccinated for that and i just think ultimately it's just more so about just making sure that i did what i needed to do i don't think i had any real challenges for the pageant because of covid mm -hmm. because you know we were just the movements were being made Right. Oh, the I, only thing was that they kept moving the pageant back, 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 back. Right, and, and I saw Miss World had like a, a postponement of like six, I think like six weeks because a couple of people got COVID. Yeah, so Miss World, their pageant was meant to be, I think, a few days after Miss Universe um, finale happens. And I think there were some cases, and so they had to uh, postpone, as you said, and, and come back. I think they came back in February or March or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk to me about the actual pageant itself, like, you know, all the different outfits, who they were by, just going through with the friends you met, just the whole experience. Oh, man, I wish I had just like, a, I need to have my full list, but I was really fortunate to have different people. For example, April Jasmine, who owns the curated closet that's on um, Shirley Street. She was one of the first people that kind of jumped on board to be able to support me throughout this journey. I would just go in there and just like walk around in, in her in her studio and she wouldn't mm -hmm. mind it at all and just making sure that I was dressed and, and was ready. And so I was able to wear some pieces from her as well as be able to wear some pieces from um, LSE Couture, shop LSE Couture. So she also, she makes clothes, but she also sells them. So she has like a really great variety. Um, uh so many names and i i listen i'm about to start and <laughs> trust me pretty persuasion yeah i watch her who that and she forget about me child yeah I ain't no pretty persuasion definitely was such a great help because a lot of what i had on was pretty persuasion but i had international help as well ashley loren who is based in Maine, she jumped on board. I literally had a $32,000 wardrobe from her. Like, wow. so a lot of what that's I wore salary, every day. That's what people's salary. Listen, and that included jewelry. And so she was super supportive. I'm making sure that I, you know, was ready in terms of wardrobe wise. And then when it came down to my gowns, I wore Garmon Referos, who is a Filipino designer based in Dubai. So he did both my preliminary gown where I wore the gold and he did my final gown where I wore the silver. And so I had a lot of support. I had to say clutched, 
you know, it, it was a lot of support. And I, I'm forgetting names, and I just want them to know, please, I ain't doing this on purpose. It's a, it's a long I didn't, day I didn't expect, to see, to see I expect to me to ask me that. But <laughs> also, too, a lot of those looks came together because Novato, um, he styles me, Navajan, Novato Dawkins. He does everything. He does photography. He does styling. He's a designer. He does literally, he's all of that mm -hmm. so a lot of the looks that you were able to see was because like he was able to like put them together so we are we were at miss universe up 12 o'clock two o'clock in the morning like finalizing what i'd wear the very next day and so i made a lot of friends there you know i didn't have a roommate which was kind of crazy because normally you have a roommate and i think right, right. i think i i don't think i was the only person i think another girl didn't have a roommate too i don't know what the dynamics were but was I didn't it, have a it was the reason why you didn't put you together or I don't know. I don't know what the reason, if there was a reason, I don't know what it is, but I was okay with that. I'm an only child, so I, I'm okay with my space. <laughs> and I think that was a good thing because there were some times I used to be freaking out in the room, so I just needed to be myself <laughs> anyway. So that was a good thing. I'm talking about coming home because once you come home, I can't stop seeing you, you know. Baby, I come at Fusion. I see you do the tourism thing at Carnival. Just talk to me about what it has been like to this outpouring of support and the support I see giving back to the, to the country. Yeah, listen, I didn't expect this. I did not expect the support that I got. I think like it wasn't like after the fact I realized like it was like a conference that was live. Like yeah. I just thought everybody was just there and the cameras were there and it was just like, okay. So I didn't realize that people were just so excited like that they wanted to share and like what listen I felt. We was on Twitter, right? We was like, okay, top 20, top 20, top 10. Top, like, it was a big thing. Like literally the whole time I was like top 10, top 10, top 10. So it's so amazing. Like, you had people like, no, we live watch like sports and award shows. We were live watching and just saying, okay, okay. You had to bend there. You had to bend there. Ew, listen, I, I kind of wish I did history. see the reactions because yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. After they called top 10, no, after they called top five and I was in top five, I was hot. I turned around, mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. man, and all I was the, like, all, so the, all the island, all the islands <laughs> came on you. I was so sad. I was like, oh my goodness, like it was so close, so close. So even when um I I got reached out to by Theodore for the interview, I was like, I don't know what you're doing about me for my daughter. I was gonna go further than that, you know? Um, <laughs> but it, it, it is a big deal, you know, it is a big deal because you're there and it's a mental thing because you're around really beautiful and capable women. So these aren't just women who just picked up one day and decided that they wanted to do a pageant, a lot of them, they've been training for things like this from they were very, very young. And, you know, you're there and you have to continue to be self-aware, have a self-confidence about you and still be able to carry yourself the way that you want to. So coming back home, I think I, I'm just still on that same kind of playing field as if I was like, for example, if the universe was happening again, happening again tomorrow, I could go tomorrow type of thing. And I think yeah, I had that pressure. Yeah, I think I had that same pressure even when I was crowned in October because it was like right there in December. So I needed to like get prepared really quickly. So literally for the last part of last year, the last six months of last year, I've been in competition mode. So it was until I got back home and it was like, okay, now I can focus on things that I love, like my advocacy and youth development and things like that. You're talking about how it's a sport and training. So for the uneducated, what exactly does one do to train to get in the project? Yeah, you know what, I think it's all about being able to put your best foot forward. Uh, ultimately, obviously, you want to be in shape. And there are so many different pageants. First of all, if you're not into pageants, there are literally thousands 
thousands, thousands of pageants that cater to different women. So a lot of times I hear people say, oh, I would do a pageant, but I'm too short. Oh, I do a pageant, but I'm too this, I'm too that. There's literally different pageants that cater to different women, um, even married women as well. So if you're married and you'd be like, oh, I, I always wanted to do one, you can still do one. So um, when it comes to pageantry, you want to be in shape. You want to be able to be able to carry out an interview. Um, people ask you some crazy things on the so fly. Be able to get, think about that answer sure. right away. For sure. As well as being able to, you can be in a room and nobody can feel you in a room. So being able to command presence, both on stage and a room, wherever you're at, people should be able to connect with you, like during conversation, during whatever it is that you're doing. And I think that that's important as well as the fact knowing that everyone can't win. And I think that's where the sport aspect does come into it because there's only one title, maybe for a particular pageant, you have two, three different titles, but if you're going to an international competition and I've had the, the, you know, the grace and opportunity to be able to go to two of the major ones, you know, everyone can't win. You have 90 something girls, 80 something girls, hundred something girls, like, you know, everybody want to win, but everybody can't win. So you also have to be able to um, have really great sportsmanship because at the end of the day, you don't want to be a hater because you know, mm -hmm. like, okay, what's in me? And uh, you still have to be able to be proud of other people. So I think that's mm -hmm. where the sports aspect of it comes into too. And you can't just wake up one day and just think like, no preparation at all. A lot of like people I, like I pretty, I can talk. Let me go that way. Right. So you have first timers that do really well, but they prepared for it too. So it's like you want to be prepared. You know. And so going forward, is it like you're trying to go back? You're about to retire? You, you finish? You, what happened? What happened? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely done. <laughs> Fifth and final pageant. I've done five mm. pageants in my entire life. Five, five, five and nine, in nine years? Mm-hmm. So you was like, you like the universe made you my you you final pageant. You the like, you like <laughs> pageants? I'll take it, Jack. I'll take it. <laughs> but, um, it's just really, as a matter of fact, you know, I thought I was already done from 2015 when I just, and then 2017, not 27, 2018, when I started coaching people, I just was like, I just want to make sure that you are ready to do what you should do on stage and everything like that. And then it became more than just that. It became about, okay, how do you feel even after the fact? Because, you know, not winning doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what, what's your ultimate objective in life? It shouldn't just be to win a pageant and you shouldn't have to tie identity to anything like beauty or, you know, different types of sports or whatever have you, your job, you should be able to be a whole person no matter what. So, um, it's just all about now, just still, as I was doing, pouring into other people, I still love pageantry. So I'm still going to be watching pageants and everything like that. I'm in the pageant industry for the rest of my life, basically. Yeah. Um, but this is the end of the road. I actually mm -hmm. passed my title on, on July 31st. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So if we get it, so people know um, how they can reach you and be involved with all the things you got going on. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at meet, like if you're meeting someone, meet Chantel. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I ain't gonna lie. I have too much friends on Facebook now. So you probably won't be able to find me on Facebook. But... <laughs> no, it ain't even that. What's so crazy is that like, I always had a lot, like a long friends list. So probably only one extra 20 people came on anyway, because I literally yeah, had yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Already. Yeah, Facebook is marked at 5,000. So. Right, exactly. On Twitter, I'm at meet underscore Chantel. I started using Twitter again, and people were retweeting me. I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. We <laughs> so were you can find me. We were tweeting, like, we were watching um, Shawnee Miller and Stevie. Like, yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> so you can find me on Twitter as well as the fact that if you want to know more about my services, you can find me on p.f. My last name, O'Brien Consulting on Facebook and Instagram. And I have a lot of other things for my platform. So if you would like to know more about my platform outside of that, you can follow on Instagram at the final crown. See, I was serious about that final crown. Thanks. At the final crown Thanks. underscore. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming through. And um, I, I can't wait to see the great things you continue to do. So this is the Free Art Conference by Live on the Podcast Network. See you next week. Who that? Who that?